Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we'll get some more phone calls coming up. Daylight savings time. Do we need it? It's happening this weekend. We'll talk to a professor who is, is, is he testifying in front of Congress? Do we know the background on this professor? Yeah, I think so. That's, yeah, the article I read said this, it's in Congress right now. They're looking at it like some type of vote. But is he going to be... Uh, in Congress, testifying. I think either he's going to testify or they're using his research in presentation. Oh, okay. right. Let's bring in Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Just celebrated his 60th birthday. Happy birthday, <clears throat> Sean. Thank you. Tough sledding by throwing that 60 on me, Daddy. <laughs> and I had the under with you, you know. I, Did you really? Yeah. Well, look. See the moneymaker right here, Daniel? Yeah. 40-ish, 45. No, yeah. I'm good. It's it just another year, man, just another year. And I had my German chocolate cake with chocolate icing is what nice. is my go-to cake. There could, you go. Could you throw the ball 50 yards right now? Yeah. Could you yeah. throw it 60? Uh, probably. Give me about a, a week to warm okay. up and get going. Probably in this little over 60 now. Yeah. It may not land in the ocean if I'm standing <laughs> in a boat, but I can like you know. Remember when they did punt, pass, and kick, Dan? Yeah. You know when they put the line out there and you throw it. You've got to. They measured how far and then how far off the line. Now mine may go out there farther than Andy Reid's when he was doing it, <laughs> but it might end up in, in an 18th row to somebody's mom. So yeah, I could still throw it. I just can't move it. It you know when I look back on that video with Andy Reid as a, what a 13 year old, and and it almost yeah. feels like it's a Saturday Night Live skit. Where yep. you you have somebody who's three, it'd be like Chris Farley going out there with kids who are you know five years old, and has Andy talked about that? I don't I don't know if any. I've never seen like a national interview where it's like, dude, could you walk <laughs> us through your punt pass and kick preparation? You know what really would have got us, man? Doesn't he look like 
you know, like Lou the Toe Groza. Andy only had to kick straight on, right? Square-toed it, right, with his tennis shoe. Can you imagine if he'd have really shocked the world and stepped back and then went soccer style on him? (laughs) Like Pete (laughs) Gogolak. And his brother Charlie Gogolak. Charlie Gogolak. I like that. Uh, The Texans aren't on the clock. We've been focusing on the Chicago Bears up top. But I know it came out yesterday or day before, maybe the Texans are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, which might sound like tampering before you're allowed to tamper. But uh, the Texans going to take whatever quarterback the Bears or the person who uh, or team that goes up top, they take number one? Yeah, Dan, I, yeah, Dan, I think it's below, you know, on a scale of one to ten, in that four or five range or lower that the Texans trade up. I think they believe that if Bryce Young is gone, that C.J. Stroud can be a player. And yeah, listen, I love potential, but I like production first, Dan. And when you talk about risk-reward or your risk tolerance or the if, Bryce Young's got the least amount of ifs in his game. You and I have discussed this in the past. I don't like ifs around guys I'm going to take that high, if a guy's accurate, if he lives up to the hype. The only if for Bryce Young is, well, can he, hand the, can he, hand, can he handle the hits? Well, we'll see. Can anybody handle the hits? So if they're in the two-hole, which I think they'll stay there, in my opinion, I think they believe C.J. Stroud will be a player. But I do not believe that that takes them out of the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes. It's familiarity. They know how to coach the first, second, third stringer. Jimmy could be on a, a walk-in and start. And I think it'd be an ideal situation. I think there's not only mutual interest. If the price is right, I think you're going to see Garoppolo. And I do think you're going to see a quarterback drafted with a number two pick. Because Stroud can play as well. How much optimism would you have if you're a Jets fan right now? Are, you, are we including Aaron Rodgers or not? Well, that's part of the optimism. If you yep, believe yep. in it, uh, so how much optimism would you have that he's going to, that they're going to get this done? Uh, a lot. I think it's stale in Green Bay. And as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, and I do, and I think he's a fantastic player, I think he'll play great football if he's a Jet or somewhere else. And I think the Jets need to find out about Jordan Love. And I think the leadership, I think there comes a point in time when you say, is the headache worth the talent? And I think with all that's gone on, the headache isn't anymore for Green Bay. But they'll welcome the migraine if it is that or a slight headache in New York. Listen, when's the last time, Dan, they had that guy at quarterback? They thought Zach Wilson. But when you got a guy who's a Hall of Famer, could win an MVP still, and takes a team that was on the cusp last year of getting to that spot and take them over the, over the top. This should be the most optimism Jets fans have had in a long time because they'll have the best quarterback or the most publicized quarterback since what? Joe Willie Namath, Favre was there, but Favre wasn't as good at Rodgers at this stage when he got to the Jets. I think they should have great optimism, especially in that division that's loaded with skill set and quarterbacks that can play their ass off. But this is what I don't understand. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get paid wherever you go. Now it's about winning a second Super Bowl. Does he have a better chance winning that in the AFC with the Jets or in a watered-down NFC by staying with the Packers? Far more in the NFC. If the Dan, think about this. The Packers really don't have to approve anything through Aaron, right? He didn't have a no-trade clause. They can ship him wherever he wants, wherever they want to go. And you're asking the Packers, okay, when are we going to find out about Jordan Love? Aaron obviously gives us a better chance to win. He's Aaron Rodgers. But the NFC, outside of Philadelphia and a healthy quarterback in San Francisco, who's a dominant threat? There, there, there really isn't one. Those are the two you start with. We keep talking about the Cowboys and other teams. The AFC, the gauntlet you've got to go through. Yeah. Think about this. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, stand. He's just finishes like fourth or fifth in the AFC quarterback slate, depending on where the other Herberts and Allens and if Lamar gets it, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, they're loaded. So 
that is a very difficult place to go. Easier path in the NFC. But if you're Green Bay, Dan, do you want to do this again? Do you want to push this off again? And if the headache is too big and you say leadership, the way the players in the building are reacting, it may be time to go. And if you're Aaron Rodgers and you like a challenge, you'll get one in New York. And if you go two games and throw a couple picks, you'll hear about it too. So, But for the Jets, it's a must-do if you can pull it off. Help me understand this. I know the Ravens, what they're doing with Lamar. And the question is, does somebody want to go in and give them two first-round picks and then pay him whatever that money is that he's going to want? But if you're the Bengals and you're the Chargers, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, are they asking for $230 million guaranteed? Are they asking for Deshaun Watson money? And do those franchise franchises give that money to those two quarterbacks? I think they're going to ask for a lot more than that, Dan, when Burrow and Herbert's time come. I do. We're looking at that's going to get up to even. We're already in rarefied air. But guaranteed answer, money is the yeah, new thing. Right. I mean, that's exactly right. You're right, Dan. $50 million a year and guarantee five years at, or whatever, $250 million, guarantee it all. That's the, the Cleveland Browns opened up that Pandora's box, and now the rest of the world, if you keep giving it, you're going to have to keep paying it because – no matter what Lamar gets, you damn well know because it's just the way it works in sports that Joe Burrow and Herbert are not only going to ask for it, but if you gave it to Lamar too, they're going to get it. Now, I'm going to backtrack, I mean, back up here for a second. I think the Ravens are absolutely out of their mind if they don't do what they can to sign Lamar Jackson. I would, he's worth two first round picks, but I wouldn't be willing. Those guys are hard to find. And now you bring what I think is one of the five best coordinators in sports right now in Todd Monk in there. I think it's a beautiful match. But I get the resistance to say, here's 250 guaranteed million. But I think he's had a better start to his career than, than Deshaun Watson. The question is, is Baltimore willing to mortgage their franchise and risk a guy who's high risk on the edge running it, has been banged up, but brings you such dynamic playmaking? If he was in this draft, you'd pick him first, knowing what his, what his skill level is and what he's done in the NFL. That's where you'd take him. So with that in mind, if I'm the Ravens, I'm not letting him go but I'm still not also paying 100% guarantee. I'll get close, but he's not getting 100% guarantee. That's the Cleveland Browns' fault. Doesn't mean I have to do it. All right, but if Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson are, are in this year's draft, who's going it number goes, one? It you, goes, you, just, just for the simple, Dan, you know this, we, we build from inside out from the quarterback position too. We want the guy who can deliver it from the hula hoop in the pocket and then expand him and he can buy time. And all three of them can. But the level of Pat, it'd go Burrow, and the, you could have the argument with Lamar or Herbert, but I think because the purity and the, the, the physical specimen and the size and knowing the injury history right now, you'd probably put Herbert second. All three of them are deserving. I would pay Lamar Jackson and keep him in Baltimore because you're just not going to wake up, fall out of bed, and land on another Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow and Herbert are also going to get paid when that conversation takes place. Talking to Sean Salisbury, host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. OBJ is working out for teams today, and I know that he narrowed it down to the Giants, Cowboys, and Bills. This just seems like a foregone conclusion that Jerry Jones is going to bring him in, right? I mean, it's about star yeah. power. Yeah, it is, Dan. He loves star power, and quite frankly, Dan, think about that franchise. C.D. Lamb, really good player, but they still are looking for another home run hitter dominant player. And I don't know how many times we're going to keep making excuses for the Cowboys offense and Dak Prescott, but you keep loading them up and they keep doing it. You can't get beat in the first round of the playoffs or get curb stomped in the second round. So um, I, I think it seems star power. It seems like a natural fit. 
and they've got good players. It'd be a good place for him to go, but you know where he's going to go, Dan, where the money's the best, and the opportunity presents itself with Odell Beckham. Yeah, I, I, as much as I would go to Buffalo because I got a better chance of being, no doubt. you know, a, a Super Bowl contender, the Giants, you know, that might be a mirage. You know, maybe they're going to be a formidable team, but I, I would stay in Dallas. He wants to go to Dallas. You get to play in indoors. You're America's team. You get you're on uh, you know national TV. I mean, all those things have to factor in for OBJ here. I don't want to go no to that question. weather in Buffalo. Plus, right. Stephon Diggs right. is the number one guy there. And even though CD Lamb is great, yeah, because he's already shown that he could blend in with Cooper Cup with the Rams and be a complimentary figure there. No. Just feels like it's Dallas. And Dan, no doubt about it. Plus, with his experience, if he's fully healthy and running like we know he can or close i'm not so sure that he's not the number one there who knows so okay. it's, it's six and one half dozen the other was i'm talking about with cd lamb in dallas so there, there's still another level to his game and and more weapons more opportunity and like you said better weather and a clearer path to get to the postseason in the nfc than the afc dan can i ask you one question yes you can. if your career was on the line with these four quarterbacks in this draft i gave you 30 days to get ready for a game and your career was on the line, and they all had the same talent, which quarterback are you taking first? Is This is one game? One game, and, and i got to win it for you to save your career as a coach, and you get 30 days to prepare. Which one of these four drafted of the big four are you taking? I'd take Bryce Young. Yeah. Dan, there's, and, and you know what? The risk-reward, but also to think about the – there is – when you talk about the things that guys don't have, Tell me, he's got everything you want, production, there's potential, he's a playmaker, high football IQ. Not saying the others don't, but the safest pick, even though he's the smallest, has got to be Bryce Young on production and the way people talk about him. It's amazing, at 195 pounds, he's not supposed to be an it guy, but now at 204 pounds, all of a sudden, well, <laughs> Dan, we gained nine pounds. Yeah. Hell, if that's if size matters when it comes to the size <laughs> of a quarterback, I'd be wearing a, I'd have a, a, a Hall of Fame jacket behind you I in your you studio. Would. So there you go. So I'm, I'm just anxious to see how the combine works over into people's oh my gosh factor after what we saw. Good to talk to you again. Happy birthday. Have a good weekend. Thank you, buddy. That's you too. Always great to talk to you, buddy. Sean Salisbury, uh, host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in houston a couple of phone calls in here uh darren in montana hi darren what's on your mind today howdy um first time long time 511 205 and improving um i just want to start by saying marvin you got a small hands friend in me um paulie you said earlier that there'd be that they'd be eliminating daylight savings time correct yeah in two years Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I will bet you that they keep daylight savings time and get rid of standard. Now you're getting a little over my head here. Yeah. These are, this is a technicality. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. like something I do. Yeah. yeah, this is a technicality. Thank you, dude. Is he somehow calling your bluff there, Paul? Yeah, he's probably some guy who's real smart yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't like those guys. Nope. No. Uh, speaking of daylight savings, uh, what's the future? Find out next on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What do you have here, Marv? This is a song by Prince called 17 Days. It's, mm. a, it's one of those for like real fans. This is the B-side of When Doves Cry. Oh. It's just a personal favorite. That's it. All right. Players' Championship is underway. You can watch on NBC, Golf Channel, and Peacock, the uh, 17th hole, the Island Green. And uh, is that where the tournament will turn? You can see the coverage uh, later today on Golf Channel. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. He is a professor of biology at the University of Virginia. His name is Ignacio Provincio, or you can call him Iggy. And we wanted to have him on because he would like the uh, United States to switch to permanent standard time, not daylight savings time. And the professor joins us now on the program. How'd you get involved in this, Iggy? Well, I've had an interest in this for a long time since I was a graduate student. And I've been interested in circadian rhythms. So we have this internal 24-hour clock that dictates when we sleep, when we're awake. And um, so this longstanding interest has been something that I've pursued for over 35 years now. Take us back to when it started. And because it feels like there were, I think, I grew up thinking it was for farmers. 
and realized that it was about World War I and World War II. Yeah, that's correct, actually. In World War I, um, daylight savings time was implemented for the first time in order to conserve coal. So it was really an energy uh, saving um, thing. And then it was discontinued. And then in World War II, it was then enacted again. At the time, it was called wartime. Um, and then it wasn't until uh, and then after that, all the jurisdictions had the liberty to either have daylight savings time or not. So you can imagine the confusion that that caused. And finally, in 1966, it was made permanent by Congress through the uh, Uniform Time Act. Well, on Tuesday, didn't the U.S. Senate pass the bill to make daylight savings time year round? That, yeah. OK. And, and now it goes to the House of Representatives. Right. And last year, uh, the Sunshine Protection Act was put forth and actually passed in the Senate by Senator Rubio in Florida. Um, but it was stopped in the House last year. And uh, my hope is um, that uh, it will be stopped in the House this year because permanent daylight savings time is the um, greater of two evils. And that, that being, well, actually, the, the second evil would be the current situation that we're in now where we switch twice a year. The best situation would be to, to be on permanent standard time. Give me uh, some of the positives of what we have now, if there are any, in your opinion. Um, I think emotionally, <laughs> I personally like having you know more light uh, later into the night, but it's completely unnatural. So I think the, the advantages are really minor compared to the disadvantages. Um, there's some real health consequences to the current situation. So... Actually, the consequences are basically twofold. The first is that when we actually move the clocks, the day after we move the clocks, there's a higher incidence of heart attacks. Um, the spring shift alone has been blamed for an additional 28 traffic fatalities every year. So uh, the actual times when we move the clocks are, are actually quite dangerous. Uh, and then in addition to that, um, there are the long-term effects of having a shifted clock being out of synchrony with the natural light-dark cycle. So um, this really all started with the advent of the light bulb. The light bulb has allowed us to be working when we should be asleep. Uh, and uh, our mid-sleep should actually coincide with astronomical mid midnight, right? So the middle of the night should be the middle of our sleep. Are you anti-light bulb, uh, Professor? Is that what you're saying? You're anti-light bulb. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Understand the benefits of the light bulb. Don't get me wrong, but it has actually um, screwed up our um, natural timing system. Okay, yeah. so uh, how does this end? How do you think uh, the House of Representatives votes on this? Um, I, I don't. I'm a biologist. I'm not a, a political scientist, but uh, my hope is that uh, they will not vote for permanent daylight saving time. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Is there an ideal nap time during the day? Um, and length of nap. Yeah. I think you're, you're best off not napping and just, you know, sleeping a significant number of hours during the night. So I would argue that there's not an ideal nap time that you just shouldn't nap. Um, but um, if, you know, if you are sleep deprived, then, um, yeah, you probably should nap at some point. I'm not sure there's an ideal nap time per se. And it's still eight hours? 
that's, that's eight good. hours is optimal. I mean, our ancestors actually slept longer. And in fact, we slept longer during the winter when the nights were longer and we slept shorter during the summer when the nights were shorter. Um, but if you can get eight hours, you're probably um, doing pretty well. You know, the consequences of being out of sync with your environment are, you know, quite severe. There's an increased risk of cancer. There's an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Uh, there's an increased risk of metabolic disorders such as diabetes. And uh, even for athletic performance, um, an old study showed that uh, West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast mm -hmm. were at a 1.24 run disadvantage by having to travel all those time zones. We have so, uh, one of our guys here, Paulie, is saying in two years, we will not have this. It'll be gone. What do you think? Daylight saving time yeah. will be gone? Yeah. Um, could be. I mean, there was a recent poll by Monmouth. Uh, you know, this poll showed that 44% uh, of the respondents actually were in favor of permanent daylight savings time. Uh, only 13% wanted it to be permanent um, standard time, which I think is the correct way of proceeding. And about 35% wanted the current system that we have. So it is popular. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. But um, just from a biological standpoint, it's not the, the best of the options. Good to talk to you, Professor. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's Professor Ignacio Provencio, biology professor, University of Virginia. You can call him Iggy. I don't know. Did we clear it up there for you, Paulie? I mean, he he gives a lot of negatives, like the health things, yeah. the mental things. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy, uh, you know, if you if this is presented in front of Congress, I can't imagine voting against it. You know, I'm not moving cl my clock this weekend. Out of protest? Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to do that. <laughs> for you. So. You know, the, the showtime on Monday, next Monday, might uh, be different when I show up. But I'm going to do that as a show of protest. Dude's like, go to sleep at 8, wake up at 4? Yeah. What? Yeah. And no nap. No nap. Like, he lost me there with no nap. I mean, come on. Come on, Iggy. Come on. <laughs> come on, Iggy. Smart guy. Uh, Tom in North Carolina. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Dan Atz. Hey, Tom. Uh, um, yeah, I w was listening to that sad song, and I was thinking, could that possibly have been on the Dan Patrick playlist in the car, leaving Jenny Batch's dorm room? Um, it's, it's too soon. These are still open wounds with what happened 50 years ago. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. you got to stop picking that scab. Buddy. I know. Yeah. You're, kind of, you're the one reopening your wounds. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. To move past it, I, I, have to, I have to fully vent. And uh, that's what I, I'm just trying to let this audience in on understanding. You may think I have everything. Looks, voice, Hall of Fame, shooting ability. Right. <laughs> I got it all. <laughs> but I'm just letting everybody know. Even when you think that person has everything, they don't. Hey, Jenny, you want to come over and watch me shoot hoops? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't an ideal date when you say to a, a girl, hey, you want to watch me uh, shoot basket, basket? And, and, you know, that's it. You just sit there and watch. You can applaud if you want or ooh or an ah. Or, you, know, you can rebound for me. Yeah, Paul. You didn't have a car either, did you? I did not. That hurts. I had a, I had a 10 speed bicycle. Ooh. And it wasn't built for two. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Place Coach Beard on Ted Lasso. I don't know if, if uh, Brendan wants to join us now, but Brendan Hunt joining us on the program. Uh, come on in. Stay a while. Uh, good to talk huh. to you. How are you? I mean, gosh, do I got to start my day with talk of filthy crudite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many days? Well, that's a normal day for you. Um, what is that on this show? So, uh... Take me back to when this, this all started. Uh, sure. I mean, first of all, uh, Brendan Hunt, uh, six foot nothing, one ninety five. All right. And I, uh, yeah, we did these commercials for uh, NBC Sports because um, uh, they got the coverage of the Premier League back in twenty thirteen. Um, the offer was to fly me and and Jason Sudeikis and Joe Kelly to London for three whole days, and we were like, three days in London? <laughs> That's the job of a lifetime. Um, <laughs> So we happily took it, and, uh, and now we're uh, three years into a TV show, this crazy dumb thing. But when the promos were done, when did the the idea of we could make this a show? We we did the promos uh, two years in a row because the, the first one went well enough that, like, that ad company won, like, you know, whatever kind of awards they win for, for ads. And um, and after the second one, me and Joe and Jason, I mean, Jason particularly was like, hey, guys, this thing is – Fun, right? There's something more to this than 
than the sum of its parts. Let's figure out something more to do with it. We didn't know if it was a movie or, or more commercials or a TV show, but we started thinking about a TV show and thinking about it in the, in the model of the UK office of uh, six episodes, six episodes and a, and a special, you know, sort of three chunks. Um, we wrote up a pilot, we, we put together a structure and, um, and then nothing happened for about five years. Uh, Jason and Joe's careers were going very well. I was <laughs> rotting on a vibe very much considering a career return to dinner theater. Uh, and then at the last minute, um, a couple of years ago, Jason was like, oh, I'm having lunch with Bill Lawrence tomorrow. Uh, we'll see what happens. And this happened. Uh, is it a benefit, an advantage to know more soccer or less soccer? Um, in, in, in my shoes, it's a benefit um, because it turns out, even though we have some English people on the writing staff, I'm like the soccer guy. Um, and every once in a while, it's, I just get turned to like, okay, Brandon, what would happen here? And I tell them what would really happen for a given situation. And then we generally ignore that. Um, but it's, it's good to know what's supposed to happen before we break the rule of, uh, of what we decide to actually do. Cause you're sort of a savant, but I don't know if people realize you're a soccer savant during the show. Is, is that fair with your character? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of kind of at least comparatively, you know, certainly compared to most of the rest of America. Because um, I didn't get into soccer till I was in my mid twenties, and when I uh, had this job in Amsterdam doing comedy out there, and then I discovered that soccer didn't suck, um, and I became a sponge and tried to just you know soak up every every bit of history and trivia and 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 factualities that I possibly could. Um, and uh, and it hasn't gone away since I've since I moved to the states. I'm still now full on soccer nut. The reaction in the United States compared to the reaction in England, how big of a discrepancy disparity between the two when it first started? <laughs> um, well, it just it, well when it first started, yeah, no one in England knew who we were uh, at all, uh, and we could walk freely among them. Um, and then shooting the second season was, was COVID mostly. So we could still kind of walk around, but now year three, you know, I decided that for year three, I was going to live in Richmond. I could I'm sure I could do so quite anonymously. The UK isn't watching this show yet. Um, and I wanted the, the, the pub from the show to be my local. Um, well by year three, the UK has caught up to Ted Lasso and I can no longer go to that pub. Uh, it's like, um, if, if tourists, go to Boston and they go to the cheers bar and suddenly Cliff is there. <laughs> um, and, uh, so you actually uh, would go to the bar that you go to a local pub. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Richmond's awesome. And uh, Richmond green, you know, that little, that little park basically where the, uh, the pub is in real life in the show is hypnotically quaint. I, I would, I would spend weeks at a time there if I possibly could, <laughs> except now I, I absolutely can't. The timing with COVID uh, it felt like you know, we needed feel good. Every, a lot of these shows are, let me pick out the guy that is the least detestable and everybody's detestable, like succession. You know, you watch and you go, well, you don't like any of them, but you do love the show. It was different with, uh, with Ted Lasso, but I don't know what role COVID played or the pandemic and we're at home and needing feel good stories played in the success. Yeah, we're not quite sure either. I mean, um, and obviously, you know, we, we, we sure would have preferred that people were watching it, um, you know, on, of their own volition. And, they, you know, despite having plenty of options of how they could do their night. Now, 
here we were with a captive audience and uh if you're gonna have a captive audience at least at least make them feel a little better um but certainly the show was written before covid and edited during covid and then it finally came out yeah like at, at, at a real covid high point about six months into it i guess and whether that was a a, a you know a multiplier or not from then on the reaction that we were getting from people even before a lot of people were watching the show was immediately intense and really like like an elevated kind of connection for a show that had only just come out and it's been pretty breathtaking to be to be part of we're talking to brendan hunt the actor writer producer he's coach beard on ted lasso season three arrived final season apparently on uh apple tv plus uh that'll be wednesday march 15th final final season um, we just don't know for sure right now. Um, you know, again, we've always saw this as like a, a three sweet movement, and here we are um, with the uh, with the conductor waving that baton uh, with a sense of finality. And we're we're definitely ending this story we started out to tell, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the it's the end end. It does mean we're gonna we're gonna finish this up and we're gonna take a little break um, because we're very tired of each other's adorable uh, hairy faces and. Uh, and after about a year and a half or so, we'll come back together and, and see what's up. Give me the episode where you go, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> um, uh, I guess season the first episode of season two, where we really felt it was important to start things off by killing a dog. Um, because we had become by then, you know, the, the feel-good show, the show that's like a hug. <laughs> Um, I don't know. We're, we're kind of a sitcom, guys. Um, I'll just, uh, just to remind everybody what's up here, we're just going to kill a dog right away, you know, break, <laughs> break the first rule of sitcoms, and uh, everybody can just sit a little further away from their television for a little bit, and we'll, we'll get you back. We'll get you back. But Whose idea you know. was it to kill the dog? Uh, 100% Jason. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> Jason was reading, reading reading, Twitter. He was crying at all the reactions. Like, oh, my God, this show means so much to people. We have to kill a dog. We got to <laughs> kill a dog right away. I wonder if you had a spinoff of one, of one or two of the characters coming to the United States. I mean, there, are, there have been some pitches. There are, there are some things on the table. Um, and uh, and I'm not at liberty to say, but you're on the, you're on the right track, Dan. Oh, okay, all right. It's going to happen, but you're on the right track. When's the last time you got mad at Jason? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, bless Jason's heart. Like he's he's built to suffer uh, uh, a million micromads, um, you know, because he just he's on his own time. Um, he will answer emails uh, and texts at, at his own at his own pace. Um, which is very understandable. The man's got uh, the weight of the world on his shoulders and all that. But like, uh, oh, Jason, please, I just gotta let this guy know if 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 I need three tickets or four, please, just just tell me, just tell me. <laughs> um, so I'd say uh, ten times a day. Really? Final answer. Who would, uh, who do you model your acting career after? <laughs> well, I mean, um, I mean, we we you know, whenever you're trying to set your life up. You definitely want to like try to find that person who no one knew about till they were 48 years old. <laughs> um, Tommy Lee Jones was like that though, Brendan. Tommy Lee Jones. That's it. Go. We did it. Tommy, uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I could have had but, a vice president for a roommate. This all would have happened just a little bit faster, but you know, we can't all Okay. But you're playing a coach. Do you channel any coaches? 
you know, you're obviously, you grew up in Chicago, so you're a sports fan. Do you kind of say, okay, this is the coach or coaches I'm going to kind of form my personality with? Um, I am a rather poor athlete, Dan, and I just have not had many coaches in my life. I've had a lot of acting teachers, and I've had a lot of cool bosses. And um, um, But you've watched sports, you know, Phil Jackson, or it might be, you know, a football coach. It could be Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick. Mike well, Ditka. If, if anything, it's Tex Winter um, because <laughs> you know, it's a guy who is perfectly happy being on the sidelines. Um, and and, and, and you got to explain Tex to people who aren't you know familiar with Tex Winter. Happily, um, uh, <laughs> folks might know uh, Phil Jackson, who uh, of course his glittering career got really going when he was coach of Michael Jordan at the Bulls, and they won six titles. And um, but his offense was a triangle offense, which was uh, accredited. Uh, to his assistant coach, Tex Winter, who literally written the book on the subject decades earlier. And Tex Winter was just happily uh, an old man with gray hair and in a real nice suit that got nicer every year, uh, sitting a few seats down from Phil. He had no, um, you know, Julius Caesar aspirations or Brutus aspirations of, of taking any other seat. He was perfectly happy where he was and he knew his place and he'd be there for Phil no matter what. Um, and and that's that's really where, what Beard is. You know, he's the opposite of like, say, you know, Charlie Weiss, who's like, wow, we're a really good team. I should probably be a head coach now. Uh, uh, more about not being Charlie Weiss as much as I am about trying to be anyone else. But Tex Winter, yeah, I'll stick with that. Are you in the bracket, celebrity bracket challenge with us? March Madness? Uh, knowledge, but I, but uh, you know, I, I, I've been losing brackets for decades, Dan. I'd, I'd happily do it here, okay. too. All right. Fritzy, did you reach out to Brendan? We did. Sounds like uh, oh, we're going to work that oh. out and he'll be a part of it. Okay. Can you teach timing? Comedic <laughs> Ooh, timing? Uh, I think you can, uh, but you have to start young and you have to really drill it. Like, I think I learned timing from... Uh, you know, neglectful parents who didn't necessarily know for sure that I was going to school, even as far back as first grade. And so I stayed home and watched every day, watched Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry and Woody Woodpecker. And uh, I guess those were violent. You're not allowed to watch them anymore. <laughs> but my God, the, the clinic in, in timing was invaluable. And so I don't know. I don't know if you can like, you know, just show up to some, uh, you know, uh, random masterclass a video and get it, but um, but Bugs Bunny will set you straight for sure. What was it? Uh, the advice Jerry Seinfeld gave us: be uh, loud and fast on a sitcom. <laughs> that uh, that has been the rule for for many many a sitcom for the last several years, and it's because it's been the rule. It's kind of been maxed out by like essentially the greatest sitcoms of all time. So we very consciously have sort of broken that rule uh, from the beginning. We go a little quieter and a little slower and we lure them in uh, with a, like a hypnotizer. Them. And no dog dies in season three. I can't speak to that. Uh, okay. Dan. All right. Okay. All right. Does anybody die in season three? Oh, everybody dies. <laughs> everybody dies in season three. Is this the like end. the Sopranos of soccer? Like it, it everybody dies at the end? <laughs> yeah. It fades to black in the 89th minute. I like it. I like it. Uh, hey, great to meet you. Congrats on being an overnight success after 49 years. But uh, we look forward to season three. That drops, as we like to say, Wednesday, March 15th. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Dan. This is a thrill, man. Appreciate it. That's uh, Brendan Hunt, actor, writer, producer. 
All-around good guy, Coach Beard on Ted Lasso. It was a little jarring when they killed the dog in uh, season one, or season two, episode one. I went, wait, they they do fun things. They they do huggable episodes here. Everybody loves everybody there. Then it started to turn a little dark. But Nate, you know, where you're like, yeah. wait a minute, what's going on here? Nate the Great. Yeah. Coach Beard's, like, story arc has been really interesting. He had... One of the last episodes of that season two was fantastic, where he you just sort of go through his personal life on the show was always it was kind of hinted at or yeah. just like little bits. But there's one episode where they just spend diving into Coach Beard that was really good. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.